the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you didn't panic when the markets were down in March. Then again, hopefully you didn't go all in on a recent high. I'm not that guy. I see stories on Wall Street and I love them. I do love this job and I will miss it one day, but I too will pass and I, I too shall like pass the torch to a younger person. I get that, you know, I get one of my secrets is I get up at four and you can't do that. Very few people can do that. And I don't mind it. I'm one of those people who can get four hours of sleep and, and function pretty well. Um, Verizon is in the news today. Intel in the news today. American Express in the news today. All three of them are Dow Jones Industrial Average stocks. It's earnings season. Intel had the biggest price change today, ultimately, out of that group on downward guidance for the second quarter. But they had a great first quarter. Let the good times roll. The cars go back in your head to the early 80s. Ah, good times aren't going to roll right now. Um, sickness equals shutdown. Shutdown equals economic shutdown. Economic shutdown equals bad numbers in the future. <clears throat> so we've seen crazy unemployment in the last five weeks to the tune of 26 million people. Um they were still living off paychecks. Now those are going to start drying up, and the economy should dry up a little bit harder. Verizon and American Express, they followed uh, the story of the quarter, mixed results. Zoom is going to be added to the NASDAQ 100 on April 30th. It's a compliment, and it's also a way of people owning the stock. Wall Street's made up of buyers and sellers, and if there's more owners of the stock and you get a push of buyers, it pushes the stock higher. So Zoom has a great story in the number of people that are using their technology. They've hired a great security officer, one of my neighbors, Alex Stamos, uh, formerly of Facebook, who left the company after what appears to be kind of a detestable relationship with Mark Zuckerberg's laissez-faire attitude. Um, he's a good guy. So he's going to that company. Their stock being added to the NASDAQ 100 is legit. What that means is if you have a 401k, you're like, eh, let's take a look at this menu on this 401k. I see large cap. I see blue chip. I see international. I see mid cap. I see growth. I see value. Oh, I see a sexy thing called the NASDAQ 100. It's all those NASDAQ companies like Qualcomm and Starbucks and Intel and Microsoft and Qualcomm and like a lot of companies that you want to own. 
it's the NASDAQ, but it's, it's kind of a little bit more pure. Um, it's not the whole market. It's the, the biggest, per se. So being added to that's a compliment. And it'll create some people that own it without even knowing they own it. So if you own it, let's say if 10 people own it and two people are buying it and three people are selling it, it won't have as much of an effect on the sell side. Not always true. Sometimes stocks move on news, but you get the idea. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. United flight attendants must now wear masks. Union wants the same for the passengers. That just seems to make sense. Coronavirus lockdown has dramatically improved the air quality in London. Boy, I wish I can go, but (laughs) I can't. One analyst is out, out there saying today, Disney's got some value in their stock. I own Disney for the long term. Um, it's to me, it's not a, a trade. It's an accumulate. Consult a broker advisory before taking any action on anything that I ever say like that, because that may not be appropriate advice for you. But an analyst out there is saying today that Disney Plus success doesn't appear to be priced in the stock. Shares are down thirty percent year to date. I'm like, is this guy missing the fact that people aren't going to movie theaters? And is this guy missing the fact that people aren't going to uh, the parks? Um, and there's a serious question of when we go back to movie theaters. And Disney's still counting on July. Um, I'm one of those parents that, I don't know, when I send my kids into a movie theater in July, maybe. I'm not going to say No. Um, another study out today says maybe as much as 20% of New York has been exposed to coronavirus and have lived to tell. So we're building some herd uh, immunity. One question that I got yesterday was, I'm thinking about going to all to cash because this could be two years of the coronavirus sticking around. Well, if 20% of New York goes back to work and doesn't die, that's going to be one major mess up. I was about to use a dirty word, and I would have been pulled and fired. Oh, boy. Make sure that dump button's ready. But if we continue to get more and more people exposed and living to tell, there could be some economic activity. Fingers crossed this weekend that Georgia goes well. They're reopening. One of the coolest things that I saw was Italy for restaurants. Some entrepreneurs figured out a way of, well, we can get some plexiglass and put it in between tables. And even in between diners. (laughs) Oh, I love the idea of going out on a date. And you're the love of your life. You know that you're going to marry this woman. You've met her just for the first time. And you know you're going to marry her. And there's a big old piece of plexiglass between the two of you. And you're making that move for that first kiss. And you forget the illusions dropped. Plunk. But I like the idea. It's innovative. And if it gets a little bit of business going, I'm I'm cool for taking plastics and ruining the planet in order to kind of fight the COVID with the economy. You know, I'm tongue in cheek right now a little bit, right? But I do like seeing the idea. And if that's what we have to do, maybe that's what we have to do. And if that gets some people back, it gets them back. If that makes some people feel comfortable, people are really stressed right now. I see people blowing up on each other in parking lots. Um, Safeway now has some Safeways. I don't know if they all do, but they have a one lane. Like you go up one, you go down aisle two, you go up aisle three, you go down. 
and people are funny because like if someone breaks the rule, leaves their card and is going down the wrong up or up the wrong down, people are like, I think there's signs about which way to go. In the normal times, you don't have the courage to say that because the guy might pull out a gun and shoot you. But in COVID-19, it's like the whole story is going to rip this guy apart because he's gone down the wrong aisle. I get it. People are stressed. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything we just want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, the headline stories out there are okay. They're not you know, gloom and doom. But we are moving into a weekend. That brings up a lot of questions. This financial crisis, in hindsight, is going to be less tenacious than the 2008. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to declare because that would be stupid. But I'm going to loosely declare, loosely cite, you've probably seen a worse financial crisis than the current one. I'm not declaring victory. No, 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 no. But some of the data now is starting to show. I don't know. The financials are in better situations than in past, and that may be the the difference maker. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. Also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The iPad, is it the greatest babysitter of all time? Or is it riding our kids' brains? If you've ever been on a road trip with a child, you know it's the greatest babysitter of all time. There's one really stupid game in it called Sasquatch World or Sasquatch. You basically go skiing as Sasquatch or something like that. Oh, wait, wait. They've got an Apple has an arcade, five bucks a month. And you can basically play Unlimited, which is like going to the arcade as a child. And mom and dad didn't give you $10 a quarters, 40 quarters. Mom and dad gave you unlimited quarters. So for kids, they love it. And for parents, they kind of see it as the greatest babysitter ever. Does it rot their brains, probably. But they just released a new update to what that game called Sasquatch. And I note that because I got an email on it. And I'm like thinking back of how many emails have I gotten this month from Apple? And the answer is a lot. Um, I guess I'm buying my movies with Apple, t- uh, Apple TV or iTunes or whatever it's called at this point in time, right? I almost insist on it. I own shares of Apple. And when it comes movie time, your sugar booger, your children may go, oh, I'll just get it from Comcast. And you're like, no, 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 no. We own shares of Apple. We need to support the company we invest in. Do you do that? And how weird would it be if you started thinking about it? Like, well, just because I own Philip Morris for the dividend, I guess I got to smoke. No. Just because you own Mondelay for the dividend just doesn't mean you have to eat you know, mac and cheese. Uh, mac and cheese probably kills more people than Philip Morris, right? I know you're saying controversial statement, tongue-in-cheek. I can hide behind that irreverent thing. Um, but do you put your money where your mouth is, and do you think it's a good idea? Or do you think there's a separation of church and state? There should be a separation of investment and lifestyle. Good questions. Um, I know a lot of people, though, who do invest with things that they know. There's a real famous guy named Peter Lynch who, in the 1980s, he ran the Magellan Fund. 
I want to say even into the early 90s, but uh, if this is a quiz, I'm going to say the 80s. The Fidelity Magellan Fund was the greatest, most successful mutual fund of all time. And this is a really big lesson right now that I want to leave you with. Most, most successful mutual fund of all time, right? Had a stellar run in the 80s. Stellar. Because Lynch was able to go out and buy things that he'd go to the mall with his kids and they're like, oh, we want to go to Chili's for dinner. We want to go to Chili's. So he bought Chili's. Oh, we really, Forever 21 or what? I'm making that one up. Um, Gap. His kids really liked the Gap. So Gap, Gap, Gap. So he bought things that he knew. It's not a bad idea. Most successful mutual fund of all time. Most investors lost money in it. Do you know why? Because they bought and sold. They would buy high. Stock market is doing well. I think I should get in. And then there'd be a 5 10% correction. Oh, I want to get out of this machine. So most investors lost money. And Fidelity Magellan was the stock market. At one point in time, they had to shut down uh, new money because they own so much of the stock market. You're getting market performance by being with them and trying to time the market doesn't work. It didn't work in the 80s, and it won't work today, in my opinion. If you want to do it, it's your money. Uh, for every winner, there has to be a loser. And if we make more losers, I'll look better in the world. Because I'm not saying I'm a winner, but I'm definitely not a loser. So the big lesson there is Fidelity Magellan. Most investors lost money because they were trying to time the market. Time when to get in, time when to get out. They were working on headlines. Oh, I hear things are awful out there. I guess I should get out. Oh, I hear things are great out there. I guess I should get in. The forecast on Wall Street could change like the weather. If you're not going to commit to three to five years, and Chad will say five, I'll say three, don't do it. Um, I expect us to be at all-time highs somewhere between two to three years. Maybe sooner, but I'm not going to say that. Maybe a little longer would be disappointing, but then again, I would be buying at lower prices to get me back to that all-time high. Or maybe capitalism changes forever, and maybe you know we're not looking for 10% from Wall Street. Maybe we're looking for ballpark 5% if Americans have to pay more taxes. Maybe they'll have a little less to invest. Because you know the government's not going to go out and invest it. The government's going to go out and spend it on you know, $500 hammers. Um, anyway. Unemployment at 20%. Next Monday, next Friday, we're going to get the unemployment number. And a lot of people think we're going to move towards 20%. More than 4 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week. When I get out my fancy abacus, and I still use an abacus, it brings the five-week total. Hold on. Carry that one up. The Okay. 26.5 million, right? Filings for unemployment could boost the unemployment rate to 20%. We'd essentially be going from 4% to 20%. Um, that's not good. That's going to shock a lot of people. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The American food system, this is something I'm going to be closely watching because there will be investments, there will be winners, and there will be losers. The American food system is starting to break a little bit. Farmers are starting to destroy their pigs after factories have started to close due to employees getting the virus. So shuttered or reduced processing capacity has prompted farmers to cut their cost. And the fastest way to cut cost is to kill the pig versus feed the pig versus house the pig. 
Um, and we're going to watch this. Um, three or four factories not going to totally disrupt us. It'll disrupt some, some markets. But if that continues, that's going to be another crisis around the corner. Our food integrity. We're in earnings season. Stock market opened slightly higher. It's on pace to end the week slightly lower. We had a bad Monday and Tuesday due to oil. That doesn't even seem to be a story at this point in time. It still should be. Because oil under $30 a barrel, under $20 a barrel, is saying, this sucks out there. The 10-year treasury is saying the same exact thing. Under one, holy mackerel, that's at 60 basis points. It's going to get worse out there before it gets better, but Wall Street already knows that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Hello, mates. It's Rob Black from Down Under. Wouldn't that be great if I was in Australia right now? I'm not. I've been to Australia. You know what I thought about Australia? was it must be a lot like the United States was back in the 1960s and 70s. You're on a highway. You're going up from southern Australia to northern Australia. You want to see that barrier reef before it goes away. You're like, wow, these highways have two lanes. <laughs> like, I'm used to like seven, seven-lane highways. And I'm like, that's one of the reasons you invest in foreign markets. If you've ever been to parts of Asia – parts of Europe, parts of Africa, parts of the United States, parts of South America, you can see they're really underdeveloped. And then you look at the developed areas and you're like, you see they're really crowded. So we will create sprawl. And as we create sprawl, there will be investments in communities, there'll be investments in roads, there'll be investments in, that's the next big thing to come. As soon as we get over this payroll protection thing, we're going to spend probably a trillion dollars on infrastructure. Because what better way to get taxpayers out there than to say, let's build roads. Who's going to build roads? Oh, I'm not going to do it. That guy who just lost his job, he, he's going to build roads. He's more into the construct. He's more of the construction types. So let's hire him. The positives, it will put someone to work. They'll pay taxes. We'll have better roads. Better roads will equal better commerce for people like me who didn't get the job working on the road. So you're going to see an infrastructure plan. As an investor, it's not there yet, but what did I just tell you? You're going to see it. So if you're not looking at industrial stocks, you're in the wrong game. We have a blueprint for how this is played out. It's not science. It's an art. It it still has to be massaged. Just throwing that out there for you. Um, Markets open higher, but they've kind of struggled. They're kind of flat. How flat? Dow's down 67, down one quarter of a percent. Russell's down one twentieth of a percent. NASDAQ's up 10 basis points or one tenth of one percent. That's not a lot of action. We ha- we've had a lot of action. March, negative action. April, positive action. Now, late April, sideways action. And that is one of the best and most normal things. Don't you hate it in a relationship? When you and your spouse fight and you, I hate you, I, I wish you were dead, I should never have married you, what a big mistake. And like one hour later, you're like, I love you. That's emotionally a roller coaster, right? Or same thing with your kids. Your kid doesn't want to go to bed and loses his mind. 
And then the moment you crack the door and put your hand on their head, they're like, ah, it's emotional. We could use a little sideways right now. Now, the headline news are still kind of crazy. Things like inject yourself with bleach. That never sounds like a good idea. I studied bleach in college. <laughs> I know you're saying you're into a little chemistry, weren't you? Uh, yeah. Bleach is like one of those most miracle things on the planet. It probably changed the course of civilization because we were able to super duper clean things. We were able to super duper clean things, not like countertops, but like water. Um, we were able to one drop goes a long way, but not into your body. It's a pretty powerful uh, agent, which for the record, if you ingest a lot of it, it's never a good idea. Um, if you ingest a little bit of it, it's going to give you a lot of diarrhea. So it's not necessarily toxic. I'm, I'm digressing. But the headlines out there right now are all over the place. And I'm a little bit worried about weekend headlines. I completely expect to see this weekend on Meet the Press. Um, a lot of stories on Georgia. Was it a mistake? Was it a good idea? Was it a bad idea? One day, Trump's saying we should reopen states. Next day, he's telling the governor of Georgia, I want to reopen that state. Um, so we're getting a lot of mixed messages right now. Maybe that's because people will hear what they want to hear um, with mixed messages. Canada is sending the army to combat the pandemic in Ontario. Wow. That sounds like that's a headline, right? Now, is that as upsetting as what we saw Italians hanging out on their balconies, singing opera music to each other as many die in the streets. I think I think some of the shock headlines are starting to work their way out. Um, again, I'm not declaring victory. That's not what I do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um... Fortnite hosted a psychedelic Travis Scott concert yesterday. Um, it was pretty successful. And I almost ask you to go to YouTube today and type in Fortnite Travis Scott concert. It's about 15 minutes. And I watched some of it this morning. It was called an astronomical event. What it should have been called was Welcome Back to the 1960s Psychedelic Drug Event. But Epic Games said 12.3 million concurrent players participated. That's a new record for the game. Uh, you can watch you know, for yourself in the video because they're posting a lot of videos. And your character may be in it. It's like, yeah, no, okay, no. Um, but Travis Scott released a new song called Sicko Mode. It's not my thing. But I get it. He just got 12 million people to pay attention to him. Um, I think that's one of the side stories that we should go into the weekend with positively. I know that sounds um, of note. This weekend, I'm going to be working on oil stocks um, and oil assets. I want to have some positive news out there. When I'm looking into valuations, oil's tricky. Oil's not an easy one just to look at a company's balance sheet and say, got it. Their financials are complicated. So that's what my weekend looks like. Bank of America has advised clients that they now could be set up for a good time to buy humiliated oil assets. I've done a lot of things in my life to humiliate myself. But to use the word humiliate 
with oil assets. That's not good. But Bank of America is saying that's when you want them. So I'm, I'm going to take a look at the energy sector. I'll be back on Monday. I'll see if there's some distressed assets that we want might want to be picking over like vultures. Or do I go back to my other favorites? Or do I go with the headline news? I don't know. It's way too early to tell. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, we're at roughly $3 trillion in stimulus and a Federal Reserve that said, we're open for business if any banks need money. You don't have to feel stressed. We'll give it to you. Um, one thing, one concept that, and that, that's really positive, the fact that we have so much wartime spending. The negatives is, unlike other wartimes, maybe we'll have a coronavirus baby boom, but we still have a lot of debts that we're, we're piling it on. And there's no way we escape higher taxes in the next 48 years. There's no way. Um, a lot of the tax breaks that we got under the Trump do expire anyway in the next 48 years. Listen to this concept that I have, and you tell me if you think it's right or wrong. I think some restaurants will go with the plexiglass dividers going forward. Um, retail stores have seemed to like install them overnight. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I'm not against that. I'm, I'm all for personal safety. But I have a, a concept that some companies are going to go the different direction. And say, you know, instead of being on a jet with 166 people, where we want everyone to pay $100 per seat, we're only going to put 66 people on, but we don't want the people to pay 250 I would not be surprised if the airline industry comes up with low-volume flights or low-seating capacity but higher ticket prices. Some people will pay for that security. I wouldn't be surprised if restaurants do it. And... In my lifetime, I remember when filet was like $20 at a restaurant. A good filet. And then it turned to 25 Then it turned to 30 35 40 45 And I'm like, I'm not paying 50 But you can pay up to like $300 in some places, right? I, I think we're going to see restaurants say, you know, for an extra $10 a meal, we're going to figure out where we're going to put that in the menu. You're not going to escape it, but we will cut down on seating. And we'll go for a higher margin eater. I think gyms can do the same thing. I think some people don't want to go back to restaurants, so I think that'll make sense. Now, the question for me is how the freaking fracker sports leagues going to make up for lost ticketing money? If games do restart without fans, I don't know. And again, it's a good problem to have. Last night, Jerry Jones was part of the NFL draft on Zoom, and he's doing the drafting from his $250 million yacht. Others were doing it from their basements. I loved it. It was, it was fun to watch. For entertainment, I don't care about sports. I don't play for the team, so I don't root for the team. I root for a good game, but it was fun to watch last night to see a guy on a $250 million yacht. Holy mackerel. That's good living. Um, so f major sports leagues have been on pause since March 11th. The NBA was the first to suspend games, and it, it just it tumbled forward. So what sports are going to do? Do they cut salaries going forward? I don't see that happening. You keep seeing how ridiculous. Wow. $100 million contract was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard until I heard about $150 million. Then I heard about a $200 million. Then I heard about $250 and a $300 million, $325 million. 
Um, franchises are going to have to get creative. Losing money at the gate, you know, um, the average gate receipt for non-playoff NBA games about a million and a half dollars. NBC Sports is expected to lose about five hundred million. Um, if NBC Sports is losing five hundred million, they're certainly not going to say, "Hey, we want to lose five hundred million next year. Let's sign up for this again, or let's do a discount." You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Ticketing 2.0 is coming. A lot of changes in the future. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Oh, time really flies when you're having so much fun, huh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. That's my dog in the background with a squeaky toy. You know what's cool about a dog in the background with a squeaky toy? I can get away with it right now because we're all sheltered in place. Right? So you know I'm legit. I long to get back to Wall Street. I long to get back to work. But it's not happening right now. Netflix released a couple movies like Extraction that I might watch this weekend. So uh, I could put it off a day or two, but I do long for it. Boeing is reportedly getting ready to cut production in half of its 787 Dreamliner and announce job cuts soon. Retail sales in the UK for the month of March saw a record 5.1% month-to-month decline. Germany's business climate index for April had a record low, 74.3. Trump indicated that he may, President Trump, uh, indicated he may extend social distancing guidelines into the summer. Uh, the Dr. Fauci isn't confident that the U.S. has sufficient COVID-19 testing capabilities at this juncture. There's so many. Uh, that's a story I'm getting. I don't want to talk about. Should we test? Should we not test? Should we heard or should we not heard? Can't test everyone in the United States. You're talking about 300 million. We ain't close to that. Uh, can we aspire to that? I don't even think any analysts are saying we can aspire to that. Peloton shares are up 6%. Bloomberg reports that membership has risen above 2 million worldwide. Single-class live streaming has hit a record. They're a huge winner. Huge winner, winner, chicken dinner, and what we're seeing in this uh, current, what the market's offering us. 23,000 people signing up for workout classes. How many stay will be your question. I myself find gym equipment eh, like a one-year investment. You get it, you use it, you stop using it. I had a friend on Facebook that I basically had to beg him, just please gain weight. He was, uh, years ago, he was had this thing where he wanted to post workouts of him on his bike. And he was a big dude, and he was sweating. And let's just say it was quite unattractive. People give up. So I like Peloton in the short term. I don't like it in the medium term. Just that's my nature. Now, you can say, Rob, you don't get it. I get that. It could become the apple of workout equipment. Maybe. I don't see it, but maybe. Uh, It's cool. But I used to think Palm Pilots were cool, too. So I'm very, very leery. Intel posted some of its strongest growth in years. and That's actually a pretty good thing. What a lot of people don't realize is how well-financed a lot of companies are in the United States. They see this disaster going on with COVID and how it wrecks personal people's lives, um, which is kind of interesting in of itself because I just saw a spa in Washington 
lady owns two spas and she ended up applying for the COVID loans, the P uh, payroll production, the PPPs, the three P's. And she got the money. She was surprised when she told her employees like, Hey, good news. I get to keep paying you for a couple more months. They were pissed. They had already gone to unemployment because they thought that would be the better way of going. And if you have payroll provided to you, you fear you can't be taking unemployment. Um, they saw the unemployment as a windfall. She saw this as a lifeline uh, for them. They didn't want it. They wanted the windfall. I was talking to CFP Chad Burton yesterday, and he said something. It was almost snarky, but it wasn't. He goes, uh, people making 15 to $18 an hour are finding that, you know, uh, with the state unemployment benefits and the federal unemployment benefits, like, it looks pretty good. They're, they're doing better than if they had a job. Um, and I don't think he was saying than if they had a job. I think he was saying they're now making more money by not doing something than by doing something. And hopefully one of the unintended consequences is people saying, you know what, this is pretty good living. I don't mind staying here and having a check come. Not spending money on gas. I'm not spending money on business clothes. I'm eating ramen noodles. Like, from my experience, and this may be a little insensitive, I've never met anyone on social security disability or unemployment that was happy. No, no, I have met people that were happy. I've never met anyone that got ahead in their life financially with that hanging over their head. Interesting, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Michigan consumer sentiment came in um, at a 71.8 reading. That's bad. The FDA is cautioning today against the use of hydrochloroquine or chloroquine for COVID-19 outside of the hospital setting or a clinical trial due to the risk of heart rhythm problems. Someone flat out died. Remember, that's the drug that maybe Trump has a tie to. Maybe he doesn't. It would be in like a mutual fund, but he was pushing it. And doctor's like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but he kind of has this knowledge. Um, oh, for the record, um, Intel had a great quarter. They got a lot of cash. They're really well funded. A lot of companies are. I'm not going to say most companies because like if you're an oil company, that ain't true. It takes money to make money. It takes money to make money in that industry. There's a barrier to entry. But a lot of tech companies have these balance sheets with zero debt and lots of cash. Um, next week, we will get... Da, 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 next week, we will get Apple's earnings. So that'll be interesting because they're tied to China. Um, 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Nintendo has confirmed 160,000 Nintendo network IDs have been compromised from about the beginning of April. That's still a story, huh? When will we get security that is legit? When will we move past a silly password type of system? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> password zero one. You know what I'm saying? Um, my next password is password zero two. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Boeing is a company that's going to have earnings next week. Zoom is set to open today or open today at a record high. Um, they've gone from 10 million users a year ago to 200 million 
last month to 300 million per day this month. Wow. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing and more. 